Welcome to Talking Payroll. My name is Tracy Angwin. In this conversation, I speak to David Schwerib, Payroll Manager at Marriott International Hotels. David is super passionate about the payroll industry and currently manages payroll for six Marriott hotels over three states. We talk about providing payroll five-star service. We talk about the mythical magic payroll button, recruiting a great team, and strapping a rocket to your payroll career with qualifications and mentorships. I really enjoyed this conversation with David. I hope you do too. Uh, David Schwerer, welcome to the Talking Payroll podcast. Hey, Tracy. Great to be here. Now, you have, you have a very deep expertise in hospitality payroll. I mean, you've worked at I've, – I've, I've been stalking you on LinkedIn, of course, and you've been working at the Sheraton and Starwood and now at Marriott International. That's right. How did you actually get into payroll? Uh, I guess, uh, like a lot of people I, I hear in, in uh, seminars and, that and how they get into payroll, I kind of uh, fell into it. Uh, I, I started in hotels as I came out of school, didn't really know what I wanted to do. I uh, wasn't sort of considering university at times, so I didn't know what my career was going to be. Um, so I just started working in hotels and was doing sort of operational uh, work there for about, oh, about four or five years. And then I suppose one day I went down to uh, the pay office. I had a payroll query um, just in relation to my pay, and I, I knew the payroll manager there, and uh, we just started talking, and uh, he mentioned that he had an opportunity uh, in his payroll team at the moment and, and was looking around for anyone that might be interested. and and asked if I would be interested. And I, I sort of, again, one of those things you, a lot of people say is they never really consider uh, the payroll professional, the payroll department when they're working uh, working in their companies. They just know they rock up, do their time, and, and the money will be in their bank account at the end of the, at the, end of the week or end of the fortnight. Um, so I never really gave the profession any consideration prior to having that discussion. And, and I thought, well, uh, I've always wanted to work in numbers, but I, I didn't have a qualification in finance. Um, maybe payroll is something that uh, that I can get into and that I would really enjoy. So from there, we sort of had our discussion and uh, I applied for the role and, and thankfully he he, uh, he gave me the opportunity to, to sort of start my payroll career there. That's a great story. I love the fact that as an employee of the hotel that you've, you, you, you actually just assumed there was a magic payroll button and payroll just happened. Well, yeah. Because that must... Um, yeah, or the irony is I know, I know especially with that... The, one of your books is, is that uh, very heavily the, the assumption out there in, in the workforce is that parallel happens at the push of a button. And to be honest, when I first started working, that's pretty much how I considered it. it was just my pay was in there. I took for granted that there was someone actually in an office processing my parallel and making sure I got paid correctly. Um, and then it wasn't until I had that discussion that I really sort of gave it some sort of consideration. Yeah, that's that's a great story. And given that you are, you know, you're in the hospitality industry where customer service is so important, how do those customer service expectations filter down into the pay office? Yeah, I mean, it's something that I I sort of talk about often actually in my organisation is is uh, coming from that that experience of of uh, high end service industry where we, we our guests are, uh, our our key stakeholders is to basically our, my customer is our employees and that's how I treat them. Mm-hmm. I give them the same level of service that we would give our guests that come to our hotel. That's the level of service I try and give to our, our employees as, as our customers, basically, because that's what they are and that's how, they, that's how we treat them. And, and that only came from um, the mindset of sort of working in operations and getting that sort of 
built into me when I was sort of working in hospitality and facing guests and dealing with their their complaints or their issues or their their challenges and making sure that I delivered uh, five star service. So yeah, I've sort of brought that mentality and that manager into the payroll office where I work, and and that's what I encourage my team to do is when we have a payroll query, uh, we need to treat that like like that payroll query is a, is a complaint or a query from a guest and we need to follow through and come through with the giving them the services that they need as if they were a guest, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, great. No, look, it, it, it was sort of what I might have expected. I thought, well, you know, in, in this, I suppose the culture, as you say, of five-star service and, and type of hotels that you've worked. So I, I did wonder if that had filtered down to, you know, internal service uh, providers like the payroll function. Yeah, yeah, it certainly well, it certainly does. Yeah, and it's kind of a bit of a mindset, and it's all based, I suppose, on experience that I had prior to coming to payroll. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it certainly uh, it certainly helped me build good relationships with with our, our key stakeholders in finance and HR, and with all our employees. and And we have great relationships with our employees. We we process payroll for uh, interstate hotels, and we have relationships because we we talk to them on the phone, we email them regularly, uh, we follow through. Uh, with all their queries and make sure that they're all their queries resolved like, like a, I suppose a guest would do when they check in and they had had an issue with their stay or, or uh, some feedback they wanted to give about the service. So, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's yeah kind of come through from, from working in the operations um, department mm. before coming into the, the payroll. And communication is that, is that key missing puzzle piece that I think a lot of particularly recruiters will miss in terms of when they're looking for, you know, for people for a payroll team. Um, yeah, that, those communication skills, those client-facing customer service skills are just so important. Oh, 100%. Couldn't agree with you more. And, and it's, it's verbally talking to your staff on the phone uh, that don't have the knowledge or the expertise in taxation or superannuation that come to you for, uh, with a question on, on anything that could be related to payroll and, and they need some advice on. Um, having that communication to be able to explain things to them simplistically so they can understand you know, payroll concepts that they're not used to dealing with on a day-to-day basis and, and making them feel comfortable that that whatever their question was or what they're not sure of, that they have that understanding when they walk away and that they can go back and feel satisfied that the, they got the answer that they were after. Mm. So, I mean, in hospitality, you know, you, you're running a, a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week business. Yep. So with that must come some challenges. What are the biggest challenges mm-hmm. of running a hotel payroll? Um, I guess, um, and, and I suppose these challenges are probably maybe across other industries as well, is, is because we're a 24-hour, seven-day operation, It's the operation is always going. It's always going. There's always guests checking in. There's always guests checking out. There's always guests to be served in the restaurant. And I guess the challenges from a payroll perspective is is trying to have that ad hoc um, interact, well, the ad hoc um, sort of service in the, in the industry trying to then re- tie it back to payroll where we're so deadline-driven and we need our approvals mm. done, we need our payroll approvals done by a certain time, we need all our queries back by a certain time, uh, we need all our reports and all our processes and our bank file loaded by a certain time and trying to have such a stringent regime in payroll and trying to integrate that with hotels which is so, so sporadic and people are everywhere and trying to find people at a certain time of the day can be a challenge. Is, is one of the sort of the challenges uh, of a payroll in sort of a hospitality industry, I, I would say. Yeah, I'd never thought of that, of course, because you, you know, that your, your staff are just running around doing what has to be done at, the, at whatever time of the day or night it is. 
That's correct. Yeah, they're, they're priority serving the guest and um, making sure that the guest is, is happy and satisfied. Where our, our priority is trying to get the staff paid, and it's always a juggling act on on chasing up mm. uh, chasing up people on on the deadlines that we need um, and understanding. And that's again that comes just from coming from the operational side of it, understanding the operation and how it works and trying to then work that into sort of your processes, your deadlines and your in your sort of communication when you when you email the pumps and saying we need this this sort of stuff done now so we can get your people paid. Yeah. And I suppose I mean that's that's just a really interesting insight actually in having someone who's running the payroll who actually has that operational expertise, knows what it's like you know, uh, in the client's facing environment. Do you have any technology that you use at um, at Marriott to make the payroll of operation as efficient as possible? Do you use biometrics? Do you use award interpretation systems, facial recognition stuff? Is there anything like that that you use? Yeah, we do. We certainly do. We use uh, we use biometric technology um, on all our sites. So for associates mm-hmm. to clock in and clock out for their for their shifts. Um, and then that, that then talks to our award interpretation. We use uh, we use Comops Activity, and mm-hmm. they're our uh, they're our labour management or our, our time and attendance uh, service provider. And that all talks through to our, our time and attendance, which have, have all our work rules built in, all our EBAs, um, does all our, our calculations for us, and then makes the process in parallel a lot more easier. Again, coming from a twenty four hour seven seven day industry. Uh, we deal with shift penalties, weekend loadings, public holidays. We deal with with everything when it comes to sort of mm. awards and EBA. So uh, it's very critical that we that we do use the technology and we have uh, you know robust time and attendance systems that that enable us to to do our processes as easy and as um, compliant as possible. Yeah, right. I mean, in terms of teams, I mean, I. I uh, I talk a lot about you know, recruiting top payroll teams and, and you, the fact that you can't just rely on technology. You've got to have really good people. And the mistake that I see a lot of employers and HR and recruitment staff making is confusing this concept of payroll experience with expertise. So, you know, some of the most experienced payroll professionals I've met have got pretty fundamental knowledge. And likewise, you know, I've met a lot of people who have only been in the payroll industry a few years with, you know, an extraordinary understanding of payroll legislation and technology and processes. How do you recruit for your team and what's your view on that experience versus expertise conversation? Yeah, I suppose for me, it's, it, uh, recruitment can sometimes always be a bit of a challenge. We, uh, I suppose in the hospitality industry, there's a perception out there that we sort of, uh, we, we kind of don't pay the sort of top end of the market. Uh, when it comes to recruiting, um, you know, payroll professionals, um, and and there's a little bit of truth to that, but it's 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 one that makes my job, uh, my recruitment, sort of a little bit challenging. Um, sure. You know, uh, we have our own HR department that do a great job in in finding talent and recruiting talent, um, but payroll is is such a specialised role, and in, in, in sort of in hospitality, it's not something that um, can be done easily within the HR department. So. Recruitment, it comes down to recruitment. I generally do uh, do the recruitment, um, uh, identify lead candidates, bring them in uh, for the interview process. Um, and then uh, Marriott ha- have uh, very good internal policies when it comes to recruitment in our interview process. Um, and they specialise our, uh, our interview questions based on the, the different dynamics of the roles that we recruit. Uh, because we, we, we recruit uh, operations people, we recruit back office people, um, mm-hmm. finance, HR, engineering, all these different sort of disciplines uh, and, and jobs, 
uh, our recruitment process is quite dynamic in that we have uh, set guidelines and set questions that we need to uh, ask our candidates when they come in to see if they're the right fit for the mold, uh, right fit for the position, I should say. Um, mm. So that helps us sort of identify candidates. Again, I do a lot of my recruitment. We just advertise in, on our, our careers website for Marriott. We also use Seek. Um, mm-hmm. And for, for specialised roles like the payroll manager, uh, then we would probably seek the, the guidance and help from, from a recruitment agency to, to sort of assist with that specialised role. Uh, recruiting mm-hmm. payroll officers, like I said, I do that more internally myself um, and I, I identify candidates and bring them in and, and then go through the interview process. Um, but I, I, I find it more, more of a challenge now to find uh, sort of candidates out there that have that experience or that knowledge or that qualification that, that I sort of will, will give me confidence in recruiting them and saying, yep, yeah, you know what, these guys can come into the role and hit the ground running and, and um, it's going to be a sort of an easier process than trying to bring someone out, someone in without that experience. Uh, having said that, though, I find that I end up recruiting a lot of my, my team internally. Um, and again, I was going to say, you haven't, have you employed a young guy from operations lately? Yes, and and, uh, and that's pretty much how I do most of my recruitment. Uh, <laughs> it's it's sort of identifying talent within the organisation, whether it be in, in the finance discipline. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got a, a lot of different hotels, uh, all with their own finance departments. That sort of they sort of look at payroll and, and look at it as, as an option in their career. So I, I identify and speak to sort of financial leaders at the other hotels and say, "Have you got any talent in your teams that you know would be interested in doing payroll?" who may not have considered doing it as a career but may want to look at something different rather than just doing accounts payable or accounts receivable. And generally I, I sort of uh, I usually get a few lead candidates from, from my finance areas or even from operations that, that come from front of house that sort of like I did and didn't really consider parallel as a career, um, like to work with numbers, um, would like a more nine-to-five job rather than doing, mm-hmm. you know, weekend work or night shift or early morning shift. Um, and then say, you know what, maybe I'll put my hand up for that role and, and apply. Um, so, yeah, I mean, thankfully, over the years, I've, of the candidates that I've got have all worked out really well. The, the training, the training um, process is quite, um, quite a long one, I suppose, and, and quite detailed in obviously learning all the payroll, all the different aspects of the payroll process. But I find sort of for where I am and for what I do, that's, that kind of process seems to work really well. Yeah, right. So you can you can literally like teach them not just about payroll, but about Marriott payroll. That's right. Exactly right. Yeah. So uh, and I suppose in some aspects it's good. Like I, they come in with a fresh mind without any sort of um, prior experiences or prior perceptions of what payroll is, and they just learn it fresh with a fresh set of eyes, and they're just sort of eyes open, ears open, and just wanting to learn as much as they can. Um, to, to try and get the payroll done and get it and get it done right. So, and, and from that, I've had people that have worked with me for a few years and they've all gone on to bigger and better opportunities. Once they've had that two or three years payroll experience, they've gone on to, to sort of more senior roles and, and sort of progress their career really good in the payroll industry just from starting from from from, uh, from working in the Marriott payroll office. Oh, I love that. That's great. That's really a gift to the industry. It really is when you know younger people can come in with no experience. No expertise, but you know, get that um, you know, couple like say, a couple of years, and then they're on their way, really. And that is the challenge, I suppose, at the moment within the industry is is uh, finding finding people with that that sort of expertise or that knowledge 
um, and having a qualification to go with it. Um, and I know that's something that APA do really well now with their diploma and their certificate in, in payroll is is giving people that didn't think that payroll was was a career some some opportunity to go out there and do some formal education, formal formal uh, training in the industry before going out and looking for a job. Well, that's right, and it gives them gives the employers more um, a, a sort of a, a reality check that they have got you know actual competencies and a competency based qualification. So, yeah, we love to see young people um, get involved with the qualifications, and then again, I'm a bit like you; I kind of watch them, you know, watch them build their careers after that. It's it's exciting. Yeah, I love it. I mean, sometimes you know people aren't trained as well as they could be and, and, and then you get payroll issues that are often in the press. I mean, the press love a bad news payroll story, don't they? Oh, exactly. Um, yeah, we've seen, most recently we've seen Lush Cosmetics, um, Rockpool Group, we've seen Slater and Gordon, Paul Sadler Swimlands, Coles, you know, George Columbaris got in trouble down in Melbourne, mm, mm. Um, you know, EBA issues with Aldi and, of course, the, the, uh, the Queensland Health debacle from some years back. Mm. I mean, they were all in the press for a, for a, a while. How do you think these stories affect the industry and how people actually feel about payroll? Yeah, I suppose um, to, there, there could be some positives to take out of it. I suppose for the payroll profession, in that in that these sort of media coverage or these uh, sort of stories that are, are now sort of filtering their way into the mil- into the media almost monthly now or every every couple of weeks is that it's kind of lifting the profile of the payroll profession. Um, you know, going back to like like I did, I, I kind of fell into it just because someone gave me an opportunity, and and that's all good and well. But I think just the way that the payroll industry is going now with legislation, um, with being compliant with so many different aspects of the payroll, with superannuation tax, EAs, leave, all that sort of thing. Um, you know, uh, this these sort of stories that are coming out now are, so, are kind of lifting the profile of the profession and, and maybe making companies aware out there that you know what payroll needs to be taken seriously in your organization you you you, while it's all good and well to recruit uh people with limited experience or limited qualification or knowledge that for your 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 leaders in the payroll uh payroll role in your organization that you need to start looking at people with qualification you need to look at the role as as a very critical role in the business and if you get it wrong the consequences are can, can be immense Absolutely. And I mean, we see that all the time and that it's really easy to blame payroll software and services and they can say, oh, it was the outsourcer's fault or it was the technology's fault. But the reality is when you really look into these, all of these issues, they are all, um, they're all people issues. Um, untrained or unchecked uh, payrolls um, and, and you know, pe- people setting up payroll and time and attendance systems incorrectly in the first place, and then no one really ever mm. revisiting that. No, a hundred percent. And again, and, and that, that hopefully these kind of unfortunate stories will make companies sort of invest in their payroll teams, invest in training, uh, invest in good systems, um, and and like I said, give the profile. Uh, to payroll that it deserves, I suppose. Mm, yeah, that I think if that's the if that's an outcome, I think you know, unfortunate for those organisations, but you know, I think that's a, a good outcome to to uh, you know put it put the operation in the spotlight and show what can happen. I mean, it's bad press as well if you, you start being uh, spread across the the newspapers. Oh, of course. I mean, the damage to the reputation of the business and the brand is you know is, is huge. It's huge, and you know. Uh, 
as unfortunate as these areas are, a lot of them are, are, are sort of areas, like you said, that are just done because people that are, are processing the payroll are sort of being given that job because the business couldn't find anybody else and not realise the consequences of what happens when you when you do get it wrong. And, and, and if your systems go and check for years and years on end, um, the compounding issues that happens once they, once they come to light, like you found out with Lush. Yeah, exactly. In terms of, you know, just from you, I mean, you're, you're obviously really passionate about the payroll industry and what you do. You know, I, I always say that, you know, once you get into the payroll industry, it's really hard to get out. And, you know, a lot of people don't ever want to, you know, people start as you did, fall into payroll and stay in the payroll industry their whole life and retire from it. Yep. So, you know, yep. um, it takes a really special person to be in the payroll industry, but I find once you're in it, it's you, you're normally in it for, for a long time. And I mean, what about, you know, it's a challenging role. Payroll is absolutely a challenging role. And in fact, that's one of the things I think that a lot of people, a lot of the best payroll professionals really like about it, that it's it's different every day and it's it's challenging. What do you think the biggest challenges are for payroll professionals at the moment? Uh, I guess some of the challenges I face is is trying to regularly keep up with the, uh, the varying components of the payroll processes that are always changing, mm. uh, things like the EBA, payroll tax, uh, superannuation, um, things like that, that that are always changing in the dynamic environment that is payroll and, and trying to keep up to date with all these changes as best you can. Um, I suppose that's where a lot of these, these companies are sort of uh, getting caught out at the moment is that th- these changes are happening consistently. Um, Every time we get a new government, there's changes to superannuation, there's changes for tax, there's there's changes to a lot of things, and, and trying to keep your head above water and keeping up to date with the knowledge and 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 the information is something that I think is is a big challenge in the industry at the moment. Yeah, I agree. In terms of people, you know, we talk about you know getting new people and and uh, in, into the payroll industry. What tips would you have for someone new to payroll who wants to cement a career as a you know as a payroll professional? Yeah, I uh, I think um, I think getting a uh, getting a qualification through APA is is a great start. Um, it, it'll give you at least at the very least a very good foundation in, in coming into the profession and getting your head around uh, a lot of things like superannuation and tax. Um, I think I think having that that information as you, before you start your career will help you in the long term. Um, I can't disagree uh, with that. That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I strongly recommend uh, people working in the payroll industry, whether it's ma- at manager level or, or payroll office, officer level, is, is to, to be a part of an association, be a part of either APA or TAPS. Uh, you guys do an amazing job for the industry in, in keeping us educated, keeping us up to date, um, you know, holding training, holding seminars, uh, networking events; these things are really important for the industry and for, mm. and for the people that are in this, are in the industry. And, and it allows you to go somewhere where you have a question where you're not sure of, or get sort of pointed in the right direction if you're not sure of. So, I think uh, being a member of an association, one of the payroll associations, is is whether the business uh, sort of uh, supports you in, in paying for that or you do it yourself is is critical in um, making sure that, you, like you said, you, you kept up to date as best that you can. Um, you, you're consistently going to training and, and, and refreshing your, your knowledge and education, all the changes that are happening, um, and, and getting newsletters that come out every week from you guys that, it, like you said, keep us up to date with, with all the changes that are happening in the payroll world. 
Yeah, right, exactly. I think, I think, like you say, the the only thing that's constant about payroll is, is change. So, it so, is. so yeah. tell me, yeah, um, thank you, thank you for um, your time today. It's been really, really interesting having a chat with you. I just, you know, your level of expertise, particularly in hospitality payroll, I think is almost unsurpassed. Um, what? Uh, how can people best get in touch with you if they want to just connect? Is it is LinkedIn the best way to connect with you, just to keep in touch? Yeah, they can find me on LinkedIn. Um, uh, just search my name, I suppose, is the easiest yeah. way to do it, and they can connect through, uh, connect with me through there. Um, yeah, so professional-wise, that's the best sort of tool to use at the moment, I suppose, that's out there. And, and yeah, happy to take people's questions or connect with people in the industry, uh, like-minded people that have that want to discuss the payroll industry or, or uh, network. Um, yeah. So yeah. Or they'll see you at the next networking payroll networking event. Yes, exactly right, yep. <laughs> hey, well, thanks, David. Thanks so much for your time today. I've really enjoyed talking to you and um, I really look forward to seeing you uh, next time at a, at a payroll networking event. No, thank you, Tracy. Thanks for the time and, and thanks for take, uh, letting me have the opportunity to, uh, to talk about what I do and what I love. Brilliant. See you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Tracy. I hope you enjoyed that last episode of Talking Payroll. If you've got any comments or questions, please email them to us at podcast at ostpayroll.com.au. And look, if there's anyone that you'd love to hear on this podcast or someone that you think that I just have to interview, and maybe that's even you, uh, please let us know by emailing podcast at ostpayroll.com.au. That's podcast at austpayroll.com.au. I'm really looking forward to having you listen again next time I'm talking payroll.